0: Welcome to the Monday edition of the Grateful No Matter What podcast. I'm Kyle The Grateful. And on today's episode, I had the pleasure to be joined by Terrence Daves, somebody that I recently met through another friend of mine who was on this podcast a few weeks ago. We sat down and we talked about relationships, we talked about cars, we talked about life. We just talked. This was just a laid back conversation between two people who enjoy life, who have a zest for life, and want to live their lives to the fullest. Enjoy. So, um, first of all, thank you for 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 joining me today, for taking out some time to do this. No, no problem at all. You know, I'm excited. Uh, I'm nervous, but excited. Yeah, no, I mean, I I told you before, you know, it's, it's, I get those similar feelings, but I feel like sometimes when you're nervous about something, uh, or you have those like little butterflies, it almost, you should almost push yourself to do it. It's get out of your comfort Uh, zone, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and I, even before I started this, I had feelings of doing it, and I, I had a YouTube channel before this. And I was like, always wanted to do it. And then a friend of mine was like, we should both do it like separately. And then I went along and did it and she never did it. And I was like, uh-huh. okay, it's all good because it pushed me to do it. And then eventually I was like, I'm going to start, you know, a podcast because I want, you know, to to try something different. And I kept trying to perfect it. And I was like, just go out there and just do it. And just, if you fall, you're going to fall. If you make mistakes, you'll make mistakes. But it's like, I don't know. At least you experienced it. At least you
1: um just put you know you push yourself to get yourself out there yeah you know what I mean yeah Yeah. because
0: absolutely. I mean comfort zones are just that they're comfortable you know yeah, yeah and I I just couldn't I couldn't wait any longer and I was just like I'm just gonna try it and we'll see how it goes and you know if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but I don't know I I've had a past where I kind of stopped myself from or didn't allow myself to do things because I was afraid you know no. and no. and that's no way to live life. I mean, I, I speak for myself. I just know that I look back and there was things that I wanted to experience that I didn't that that I want to now because I robbed myself because of just being afraid, you know?
1: And I, and I can agree. I, I can actually uh, say I do the same thing. Um, I usually talk myself out of just about everything, which is wrong. <laughs> um, I've learned that... Wow. I've learned there's so many things like just hearing like from like other people, like my father's I actually heard it this morning. My father's a person who, um, is afraid to do just about everything, but has the manliness to, to, to say it, but won't do it. And I've learned that from him and I'm trying to kick my, you know, get myself out of that. Um, and it's, it's rough. It's hard. It's, It's a little scary. Um, But like you said, just being here right now, I'm I'm just I'm taking that step forward, and I'm excited.
0: So yeah, Yeah, isn't that isn't that interesting too? Like you know how you just phrased that. I've never heard it said like that. But you know, you said your father is you know um, afraid to do some things, but he's man enough and courageous enough to speak it out. Because a lot of people hold that in. You know, a lot of people Mm will just hold that in, and that's like one of the first steps is being aware of it. You know, I I talk about a lot about being aware and being accepting of it that's all good and that's great but then it's like now what yeah yeah, exactly it's the action steps I mean becoming aware and accepting something is 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 I would say almost half the battle but the tougher half of the battle is actually doing it you know yeah yeah. and um yeah I was there for a while too man I mean do you find that that's similar to you like you're able to you know express that things that you don't want to like that you're afraid or nervous to do but you're just not taking that step into so
1: I can motivate anyone to do anything um, with my, uh, let's see, alphabet way of speaking. Like just I'm, I'm I, when I speak to people, I speak to them like I take it down low. I mean, I go natural and calm and just yeah. the streets, if you want to say. Yeah. Um, I can talk to someone and motivate them to do things that they have they didn't even dream of doing, but then when it's time for me to do it, like I said, it's kind of like my dad, um, you know, I had to, even we just talk about like my car, even, even getting that out and doing it I didn't have the motivation. I didn't, I didn't, I'm afraid of uh, electrical wires. We'll just say, cause I can't see moving parts uh, at well, I'm not afraid of. At, at one point I was afraid to do certain, you know, little things like that. Um, and I needed to like call my brother, like, Hey, could you come over? I need, I need help. Um, and he's like, you don't need help. You just, need motivation. You need someone to tell you that you can do it. So yeah. once he came over, literally grabbed a beer, stood there and said, you got it. Go ahead. Put it, do that. Go ahead. Just do it. I see, I see you're able to do it. So, and I did it. I had no problems with it. So I just, you know, sometimes you just need a little kick. Um, I'm good at kicking, but I just need to be kicked so I can listen to myself, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting that we are, I mean, I, I find myself doing that sometimes and in the past, you know, being able to give advice, being able to motivate, and then not taking my own advice and then, and then mm-hmm. reflecting Absolutely. and being like, wow, I just told this person and that person, or I, I put a video out saying that you should, you know, embrace this or do that. And then. You the walk away day, and cut the lights like, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day I'm, or the little yeah. after that, I'm like, you're literally doing exactly what you told other people not to do, mm-hmm. but you gave yourself permission to do it. And it happens though. I mean, I, I, I don't beat myself up over it. You know, we, I, I say this a lot that if you, If you uh, saw somebody else talking to another person, the way you allow yourself to talk to yourself sometimes, you know how the self-talk, you would stop that. You'd like get in the middle and be like, yo, what are you you doing? Like, how could you treat somebody like that? But we give ourselves permission to like treat ourselves like that or to talk about ourselves like that or to not give ourselves enough credit. Like you're looking at those wires and you're like, I can't do it, but you could. It's just those little voices sometimes that are just. That's all it was. Yeah, that's That's all it was.
1: And I actually I did it beautifully. And I'm only sometimes I use like I know again I'm a car guy, so I use a lot of car situations for like my life. Um, it came out so nice. I I went through the whole season, no issues. And it's just like now I look at it, I'm like, I'm gonna redo that. I'm gonna make it look better. I don't even think twice about it. And and the reason why is because I took that step. I just you know I just jumped into it. Yeah, I need to start listening to myself more.
0: Yeah. So were you always like a car guy, cause I, I find it interesting with, that, with any profession that somebody has, you know, mm. for me personally, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I grew up. I I I've had a, a bunch of different careers. I don't know if Karina told you, mm. or I don't even know if I actually told her, but you know, I was, a, I lived in LA working in the entertainment industry. I came back, I was a teacher in mm. the public schools. I was an urban farmer. I was a bartender, I was a caterer, and now a yoga instructor, and now I'm a, like an wow. nutritionist as well, yeah. But- nice. I, I mean, I wouldn't have had any of those on my radar. So, like, w- were you like, you know, three, four years old, you know, ready to introduce the car? Told or? you.
1: So, uh, I started making car noises at like one. <laughs> like my, both of my boys do it now. So I was always a car guy. I was always into yeah. cars. But um, when it comes to wanting. know, knowing what I wanted to do when I uh, grew up, I guess you could say—don't laugh, please don't Uh, (laughs) laugh—I always wanted to ride on the back of a garbage truck. So at one point, I actually wanted to be a garbage man, which is weird. Um, It's kind of embarrassing, but I just wanted to have fun. Whatever I did for my job, I wanted to have fun. Um, Cars to me were a release, and it was something that, again, my father and my whole family did. It was just uh, all—he had eleven, excuse me, had eleven brothers and sisters. So they were all into it. Some okay. of them did it. Some of them didn't do it. So I was always around it at all mm-hmm. times. Um, my father owns a, a an exhaust business um, in an urban neighborhood, and he um, he made his good money from it. And um, I've learned a lot of things in there. So I mean, in high school and stuff like that, I, I kind of like I never went to college. To be honest with you, um, but I have a let's see, my brain is is uh, I have a very technical brain. Mm-hmm. So my wife says that I I'm, I was born an engineer. So anything mechanical, not a mechanic, I don't, it doesn't have to be a car, but anything yeah. mechanical is what I've always wanted to do. But again, I didn't go to school because I have a father and I'm not making, you know, saying anything negative about him, but he just, he just didn't know. I wasn't in mm-hmm. school and I what he didn't say, um, you know, make sure you do all this stuff so you can get ahead and get into college and, and move forward in your life. He was just like, you know, when you get older, you can stop working or stop going to school and then take over the business and then yeah. but I didn't I didn't want to do that. So um end up not going to college but from from high school would say I hadn't been a cook. Um I've been a manager in like customer service um and like what it was called like Lord's photography so it's like a phot- photography stuff. Um so I've been manager in customer service and I also took fit, uh, pictures and then I used to like do proms and stuff like that. So um i made pretty good money doing that um wow what else did i do after Laura's photography i think it's hard to think back man.
0: no but like <laughs> it's interesting something. there's a, a few things that you said that really stuck out to me it's interesting because when you said like don't laugh about being a garbage man like if yeah. you're a garbage man in new york city or sanitation worker like you made double what i made as a teacher yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like I, I get it. you're dealing with some like funky smells, but like if that's something mm-hmm. that you want to do, you know you put in your time and then you can retire and and you can live a good life. Yeah. you know I'm not there's nothing wrong with that. and also, like what you said about you know, not going to college, I went to college because I grew up in a house where it's like I mean my dad finished I don't think I don't know if my mom did, but you know, my sister went to college. she's older than me, so she went to college and mm-hmm. then she went to grad school and then she got a job and then you know, I went to college and then I was gonna go to grad school and then I was like, F this, like, I don't want to do this yet. I was going to take these tests and, and I just like packed my car and moved to Los Angeles. Um, wow. Eventually I went to grad school and now I have a, like a master's in education and a master's in, in, uh, in clinical nutrition, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm any smarter than you because you didn't like, I, I looked so actually perfect example, a good friend of mine recently got hit by a deer, the car got hit by a deer okay. and I came to the rescue as far as emotional support. But her brother, who is in the Air National Guard, isn't a mechanic. But he, it's funny because he showed up in all of his fatigues and he looked like Captain America. And he looks at the car Mm -hmm. and he's like, this is wrong, the coolant, this, that. And he like ratchet straps it. And he's like, it's drivable. And we drove it. And then she ended up bringing it to him to uh, get fixed. And he got all new parts and fixed it. When he opened up the hood, I looked at it and I'm like, I wouldn't know that, I I, I don't know. Like I can tell where the battery is, obviously. I know whether like some of the, like the coolant and I could check my engine, I mean the oil, but you put me in front of a car and I'm just like, I don't know. So, and it's interesting because in, in the public school system, they push so many kids to go to college that sometimes college isn't for For them. And, 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 and and there's nothing wrong with being a tradesman, like an electrician, Mm -hmm. a plumber, like Mm -hmm. same thing. I look at a plumbing system. I'm, I'm baffled. I can't because that's just not my type of intelligence, you know? So college, I mean, college gets pushed on a lot of people for the wrong reasons. And especially in New York city, because of like politics like grant money and and you want to have like statistics that say everybody goes to college maybe kids want to take time off and then figure it out because they get sold this dream and then they're like $30,000 in debt after one year and they're like oh like no one's waking me up in the morning no one's checking my attendance no one's making sure I'm going to class and then they're like I don't know if I could do this yet
1: you know but
0: I'm 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 impressed by like your car knowledge and and my friend's um uh, brother's car knowledge because I look at a car at least the engine and I'm like not if my life depended on it, I couldn't. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a lot. It, it, it is a lot. I mean, it's not just cars. I mean, I know how jet engines work and all that other yeah. stuff. You'll be pretty amazed how, you know, a bunch of moving pieces or, you know, if we just go go back simple to when you turn your key in the morning, like how much is happening Yeah, uh, in order for you to get to where you need to get to. Um, but, I mean, I always say Karina is the brains and I'm the hands. I, I am a tradesman. I've always been. I can, you know, I can build the I can build anything from. Two pieces of
0: paper and three pens <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because like if it sounds like you it sounds like you're like uh taking your you're saying that you are good from that from the neck down i had jobs where i was good from the neck down they just wanted your manual labor but yeah, yeah. To, to put stuff together you need a little bit of a brain you know yeah um but yeah man like speaking of karina i guess yeah I, it's it's so interesting how we connected and then i remember her telling me a little bit about you when we had our podcast um and whatnot and uh yeah I, I can't remember exactly what she was saying uh not nothing bad but like as far as like your relationship and and um and how it how it's grown I mean how so you guys got married at a young age right or a younger age yeah nine nine years
1: ago I was uh 24 okay yeah. 24 when I got married 25 yeah. 24 25 around that time yeah.
0: and you guys knew each other for how long before that so
1: 13 years but okay. on and off yeah okay. yeah We she was actually my uh my high school sweetheart oh wow <laughs>
0: yeah that's um, like a fairy she, tale over here man yeah well no I mean <laughs> no not we, a fairy tale but
1: <laughs> it, it it was kind of weird it, it you know we were in high school and and uh we were just all on all for each other I was this ROTC kid that you know she saw me in a suit and found me attractive and you know we would meet up in the hallway and hang out and talk and both of us had strict parents so we couldn't really uh um hang out much you know in high school you know I, I like watch like uh Netflix shows and I'm like watching these kids go through high school and I'm like man my <laughs> high school years weren't like that Yeah, <laughs> it weren't, it weren't like that at all um but we uh we would hang out when we can and then um you know as being kids little stupid things would come up and then she ended up you know we end up splitting up for like a short period of time and then she just disappeared Mm-hmm. I was gone. Um, I was into like I think back then like MySpace and all that stuff was in. So I wasn't really into it. I had a MySpace. I was into the wrong things and wearing the wrong colors and all that stupidness. Um and so I, I never really like I, I like tried to search her up, try to find her and couldn't find her. Um, and then like years 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 later like you know relationships later and just lifestyle changes later we ended up i think she friend requested me on i think i might have found her on facebook and she friend requested me on instagram and i kind of like soon as she hit like soon as she hit request i was like accept <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we like met up and you know happened a few times we we're at different places in our life you know i had at, at that by that point i've already had um My two girls had children already. Mm. Um, And then it just, we got together and she prayed about, she, I would say she prayed about it because she prayed about it. And uh, I was, I was the one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that started. The the overarching theme for that story is, is divine timing to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, because where you guys were in high school and maybe even, I mean, high school, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can meet in high school and have a, I mean, and you can get married and have a life, I mean, happy life after. But you know, obviously you guys weren't meshing well then, but you know, you found each other at the exact right time later on in life. And there's no planning that there's there's no explaining that. I mean, at least, I don't know, it's tough to explain. And and I truly believe when she when you said that she was praying on it. Like I have people in my life that have done that and they've heard um partners' names in their head or they've heard, you know, the name. Like being more prevalent around them in, in in passing, whether it's on TV, whether it's in conversation, and then they find their person and they're like, like I knew you were coming.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, some people might
0: some people might not believe that, but I'm a firm believer in that. And you know, teach their own, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously, so the the cosmos had to be aligned for that to happen. You yeah. know, yeah, that's yeah, a beautiful was, story. You know,
1: I appreciate. It. Yeah, it was. Um, I was a little shocked. I was a little nervous again it's <laughs> like are you are you sure me are you sure this is what you want to do right now you uh, know as a as a young man that uh loves his mom and his grandmother I had to ask permission I was like is this what I'm, am I doing the right thing is this and she my grandmother was like listen I've met her my mother was like I've met her if you don't marry this woman you are stupid <laughs> those are her exact words <laughs> so
0: it sounds like you have and I couldn't attest to, or I can, um, I guess I could uh, relate to this. You have strong female role models in your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think
1: my, so if you want to just quick talk about role models, if, if yeah. I had to be honest um, the most strength in, from a role model that comes that I've gotten in my family, my father has taught me um, a lot of strength, like just world strength. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I can walk outside and if, if, words were bullets, if um, uh, people's attitudes were bullets, if what people, what people think about you were bullets, I mean, I'm bulletproof, 100%. Yeah. Like, I mean, things get to me, but yeah. like, there's certain things that I, I just don't bother me. But mm-hmm. in that, my father taught me to be cautious, very cautious, which I don't yeah. like. Um, because again, that would cause me not to listen to myself or listen to other people when someone's trying to help you. Because sometimes... When other people are trying to help you, sometimes they're genuinely trying to help you. You just got to be able to see what's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when it comes to my mother, my mother was and is the heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She taught me how to love. She taught me um, to just be graceful. She taught me the book. She taught me, um, you know, to, you know, go to church and, you know, that's how I was raised in a Baptist yeah. church through my mom. My father is the one that believed and never went. My mother's the <laughs> one that went and taught, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, my grandmother she is the church <laughs> yeah. so uh my grandmother is the type of woman that uh is the church but don't take no crap so it's just like i kind of got everything right there yeah. you know what i mean so
0: um yeah it's so. it's i mean just listening to that if you put me and you side by side and the listeners can't see it but you know we don't look alike obviously No, yeah. but <laughs> i have the same i literally have if the same as far as the mother father part of it you know my my grandmother um passed away back in 2004 you know um I had a great time with her my uh my dad's mom but I can I can relate so much like my dad's just like that as far as that strength but he's also caused me to I don't want to say cautious in a way but also Mm -hmm. just very sometimes uh I don't know how to explain it but just not not allowing myself to step into my own potential I don't know it's just it's Finger, interesting yeah. you know and and my mom is like I'm I I used to think of this as a derogatory term almost but I'm a mama's boy like I Finger, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that like yeah, now that all. I know but you know and now that I've grown up and you know I lived in the city for for quite some time I moved back upstate before the pandemic because I didn't want to be there and I moved in for a little while with my my family I'm still here and You know, we've always had a good relationship, but it's just got that much better. Like we are, we're like best friends, you -hmm. know. And from her love and her strength and just her like zest for life and her just, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's seventy-one just turned, and she's like, you know, she went uh, for her birthday. She went to a CrossFit class with my sister up here. Nice. No, you know, she's like still. And then my sister is like a my older sister is like another role model. She's been through some stuff, but she's still, you know pushing forward and and to have those two women in my life as 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 positive role models you know i'm not taking away from my dad but you know i learned how to also how to treat a woman i was going to say
1: i was was sitting here thinking that i'm like because we as you already admitted we're uh, mama's boys we we're we're, we will be and are uh great husbands yeah you know i I didn't my my first two kids were girls and uh, Uh. i i think i was uh my girls know Mm -hmm. (laughs) A man to treat you a certain way, you know. Yeah, I mean? and
0: and and you were raised that way, so you're passing that on. You know, I've I've met so many people in my life that that um are trying to break cycles, you know, yeah, and you're absolutely. trying to maintain them. I mean, you're obviously yeah. probably trying to break certain cycles for for certain things. We all have things that we want to, you know, stop that were like generational, that kind of mm-hmm. kept being passed down. That you're looking at it and you're like. Nah, like, that's not for my life. And mm-hmm. at least for my family and my parents, you know, they did the best they can with what they had and what they'd known, you know, because exactly. they, yeah. they learned from their parents who obviously exactly. put on them. But, yeah. you know, a lot of things that I've learned, I am extremely grateful for. I remember I wrote like a paper when I was in college for uh, my role model. And I wrote it uh, towards my dad because of, you know, what he did as far as like raising a family, having a business, you know, he was battling a few things about I don't say depression, but he was just like, you know, kind of down on his luck because of certain things that happened in his life, you know, but he had a business in this area for like 20 years. He raised two kids. He put two kids through college. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could just do that, I would be happy, yeah,
1: you know? Absolutely. And, and,
0: and, you know, it's funny perspective how he looks at it one way. And I look at it from being a son and I'm like, you did all of this stuff, you know, just to have, just to be able to do that, you know, that's, you know a beacon of hope for me and something that yeah. I want I could emulate as far as my life I mean there's other things that both my parents do that I'm not trying to uh, keep with me and carry, it. On, yeah, ca- carry on to my kids when I have yeah. kids because I want to have kids but you know when that when that plays out but uh but yeah man it's those things that you want to like just nourish that you that that are good for us that that we want to pass on but it's also learning about what things aren't and it's okay to to recognize that you know no one's perfect and, it's, and, and that includes our parents. You know,
1: yeah, yep. I say the same thing. I mean, that's where Karina comes into play. She's my, um, she's the other half. She's the one that that uh, that says, "Listen, these are." She points out my my generational sins because I can't see him. I'm in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I do the same for her. So she's like, "Listen, this is what um, your family did, and this is what not, not in a bad way, but she's yeah. like, you know." I see your heart and I see what you want for your children. I see um, that, you know, if we had to make a checklist, you know, strong, uh, powerful, which is the same thing, but you know what I mean? Just making up, checking off a few things. And it's like, you know, uh, making your, making your kids afraid to do step forward. Yeah. Check that off. We're going to get rid of that generational sin. Um, But sometimes you, you need it to be put in your face. It's shown to you like yeah. this is what's happening and this needs to be cut off. So you can actually say you can have a, what she called aha moments and um, and move forward. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, uh, and make changes in your life. And then so so then when you're when you start to raise your children, your children don't even know about that stuff. Yeah. And it's not not bad because, again, no. like you said, your parents did the best they can do at, the, at those moments from where their parents taught them. And yeah, it gets it's supposed that you're always supposed to get better. Every block of a relation of a, um, of a family mm-hmm. um, and in its timeline should always grow. So yeah. Yeah,
0: so yeah and and it seems like from talking to her and talking to you that you know it's about having discussions. I know I did a podcast a long time ago about discussions versus arguments or mm-hmm. disputes because arguments they I don't know it's from to me, arguments are like a power struggle. Or like a uh trying to see I'm right, you're wrong. And at the end of the day, even in relationships, in all relationships, even if it's not a marriage, it's not about always about who's right and who's wrong, especially when it's like two people in a committed relationship. You know, you're you're trying to help each other grow. And and you know, if she's gonna point out something that you, you know, that you may need to work on, it's not like she's trying to attack you personally. She's like, look, babe, like. I want you to get better. I want you to exactly. you know, yeah. reach your potential. And these, this and this might be something that's holding you back. And if I need to show it to you, put it in your face, write it down, like, you know, it on a billboard, I'm gonna do it because the end goal is just to help you. And I think exactly. a lot of people, myself included, when I was younger, would take that as a hit to the ego. I'd, yeah,
1: be, like, yeah.
0: I'd be like, oh, like, this is what's wrong with me? I have. What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've done that a lot. Um, and actually, I actually came up with a rule. Um, doesn't it doesn't work all the time, but there's mm-hmm. there's a rule because because again, and I don't mind talking about my family, you know, my f- parents have had a few arguments with me growing up. I mean, yeah. I think yours probably had yeah. as well. Yeah. Um and you hear it and then you grow up and, and there's those are probably that's probably one of the things that you would say right off the bat, um, this is not what I'm gonna do when I get into my mm-hmm. relationship. So mm-hmm. when I when I went into my relationship, I said, um I, I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to argue with you. If we have issues with each other, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Um if it turns into it and and you can catch yourself while you're in it. You know, you can ask Karina to this day. I mean, if I if I turn around and call her in here and say, "What do I do in the middle of an argument?" And she say, "You'll turn around, look at me, and say, stop, give me a kiss.'" <laughs> I just I try to I try to break it. You know what I mean? Um, because if you stay in it, um, I'm a I'm a I believe in you know God, and I'm I'm a Christian-driven man. Um, she, well, not she. I'm sorry. We know sometimes when the enemy is trying to get in and try to take control of the situation. Yeah. So you can actually catch or think instead. So I have a floating mind. So I think about, I have, like I said, a mechanical based mind. I can be thinking about, be watching you and then be thinking about how to make I don't know the thing that we're working on go faster yeah. or yeah. more efficient. Yeah. So as I'm, as I'm looking, or as we're having an, a conversation or an argument, I'm thinking in a background, I'll, I'll actually step out of myself, look at both of us and be like, scratch my head. Like this isn't supposed to be happening. This isn't good for us. We need to figure something out to try to make the situation go a little bit smoother. So then I'll then break the, um, the anger that's between us with yeah. it's something as, as light as a kiss, you know what I mean? It's just a, uh, showing her affection to show that I'm still here. Mm-hmm. You're you're not arguing with me, you're arguing with the spirit. And in uh, that moment is when, you know, it changes a lot of things and we can actually um, get through a situation, so.
0: Yeah, and that's being very much aware of the, you can say evil, you can say mm-hmm. spirit, you can say, I mean, whatever somebody is, I have no issues with religion and whatnot. You know, I choose, mm-hmm. I mean, I was raised I really wasn't raised Jewish, but you know, I had my bar mitzvah, but I wasn't really in it. But now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's very trendy nowadays to say I'm not religious, I'm spiritual because. That yeah okay. But well, we'll but, but so. I but I am, <laughs> and in more say like I have I believe in, you know a a higher power, especially because yeah. I, I don't know if I still told Korea, but I'm in recovery from drugs okay. and alcohol. So okay, so you know, I got my first taste of a higher power when I had that aha moment that I needed to get clean because for. 24, 25 years of my life, you know, I didn't think there was any God. You know, I didn't think of I was yeah. deserving of this, yeah. that. And I come to realize that in that moment is when my higher power, God, whatever you want to believe it, mm-hmm. came down and spoke to me and said, You need to get help. You need to stop. And that was my first interaction with that connection. Yeah. You know, so I'm very much a believer of, you know, higher power and a, a, a universal force. And I do believe, I believe in, in, in Jesus Christ. I don't, mm-hmm. I might have different views on other people as far as like his. His role and whatnot, but I believe, oh, yeah. I believe he was a, a man. I believe he was enlightened, just like I think Buddha was enlightened. Just like I think a, a lot oh, of yeah. other entities were enlightened. But um, but yeah. So you know, ha- being aware that something can take over you is mm-hmm. is very important, and that's that awareness, and that's that acceptance. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you're a good person, and yeah, you try to be the best version of yourself all the time. But sometimes, you know, as when you're open, you're open to everything. So sometimes. Absolutely something negative or evil or that something that you don't want there is going to try to creep in mm-hmm. and for me I can equate that to like my the disease of addiction sometimes still to this day will be like listen like maybe you should do this or maybe you should think that and I'm like no like like yeah. no like yeah you got to step out and look at yourself you don't have, you don't have my best interest at in heart you're yeah. trying to derail me you're trying yeah. to bring me back to a place where I I I am am almost like needing of you I don't know it's hard to explain but understand that when you get in those moments where it can get heated that Mm -hmm. you can continue feeding that beast exactly instead it's it's some people might look at it as corny but i love it you're like no baby give me a kiss like let's stop Mm -hmm. right here like let's Mm -hmm. redirect this to our love and not like exactly what we're trying to argue over even if it's not an argument because people make mistakes sometimes people can let allow it to escalate and you know when you're able to pinpoint it. And stop it from happening, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. And and not, I don't want to say not many, but a lot of people allow themselves to be taken over by that exactly. negative. Yeah, yeah. And then they look back and they're like, I'm sorry I said this. I was just mad. I'm sorry at that, it, that point, it's too late. Too late because yeah, what do you say? You can't put the toothpaste back in the like toothpaste, you know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the jar or whatever. It's not a jar, but once you squeeze it out,
1: it's it, yeah. It changes shape and it's gone. It's not of hard going to back get back it back in. You know?
0: Yeah. And and that's something that that more people need to to uh to really focus on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I've learned through past relationships what what not to do and how not to act and now that I I'm I'm ready now and now to to be able to use those gifts and benefits with future relationships because I I look back and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, you know. Yeah. I was clean and in some ways living some 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 dirty life like as far as like the way I treated people, the way I wasn't honest with them and I'm with myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I just wasn't ready. And, but now I, now now I, now I am. And I, I have a lot more of a uh, lot more, a better headspace about where I want to go, yeah. You know, what I want, what I don't want. And, you know, I still find it amazing and, and everybody has their own timeline, but like to meet, you know, Karina at 25, 24, 25 and be like, you know, this is the one. I look back in my life and I'm like 24, 25. I was like, I wasn't even like, you, I couldn't yeah. look at a relationship with like a, like I, it was like, an outer space to me, like I couldn't even like fathom it, you know. Yeah. But that's just my life, my story. Your life, your story. I mean, there's yeah. no comparisons, you know. That comparison is just does not need to be a part of a part of my life because what do they say? Comparison is like the thief of joy.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You yeah. know, so yeah. like
0: I just yeah, I can't compare because that's what society wants you to do. Yeah, well, I mean, you can only imagine. I had my first
1: child at 19. Woo <laughs> So you know where uh where my brain was I, I again, I come from a family that was a family,
0: yeah, so I thought as soon as I get out of here, make a family, yeah, it was you know I would never go back and change
1: anything, but um yeah it was it was a different time, it was a different time,
0: yeah, a different time, but you know, I mean everybody, i don't know, everybody's on their own path and exactly you have, yeah you have you had two kids prior to to Karina,
1: yes. I have a 15 year old now and I have a 12 year old.
0: Yeah. 15. Yeah. You got a, you got a high school student.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Volleyball, basketball, everything, you know, it's a lot.
0: Man that's, I mean, but how was that? I, so how was that going into that? Like when you rekindled uh, your relationship with Karina, how did she take that?
1: Uh, at first she didn't because it wasn't. So, yeah, the first time she uh first time we got back together, um she she wasn't ready for it because she wasn't at that that uh, walk in. She wasn't at that uh that step in her walk in her walk in life. Uh, she um, she told me, she's like, you know, we could be friends, but, you know, I wasn't really looking for to have a family so soon. You know, I want to travel. I want to do this and do that. And again, she prayed on it and everyone or everything else that she thought about or ran past just wasn't, wasn't right. They were missing something they, mm-hmm. know, they didn't have, um, what was in her prayers or what she was, what she saw, what, cause she told me she was sitting in her bed and she started praying and she said, rays of light started, <laughs> rays of the sun started coming through and all that. I'm like, wow, that's real. Um, so at that moment, she said, we, we could be friends, but you know, I guess it's not going to work because you kind of started early years and I would expect you know would have expected um but she came around she uh she realized that children if a person has children before um they get into a relationship with someone else it doesn't really matter i mean that was just what happened in their life i mean things didn't work out for a reason and i'm, I'm standing here for a reason so it must be it must be what it needs to be it must be right it must be real so she she said you know what okay like my 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 choice of words from back in back then I used to say she used to say, you know what I'm down. let's do it and it's working great.
0: So how long from that to when you guys got married so,
1: Well, from that point was probably a year and then mm-hmm. it was and we went like six months um of just being friends mm-hmm. and then like not really not really talking much, just friends, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then, then she like randomly hit me up actually like on my birthday. Um, she brought me to this little, uh, place called Clyde's in the town that, that she went to college at. And she, um, gave me a muffin with chocolate on it cause she couldn't get a cupcake. <laughs> so, um, we started talking and then from that day, from that day, from my birthday forward, um, we were, she's like I'm ready to you know be in a relationship and six months after that we actually
0: got married oh wow it looks yeah. like just listening to that story it looks like she not bad old Terry Motors, but she knew what she was doing when she took you out for that for that uh oh yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. She, she, she was, was I'm, she bagged she you had, up
1: yeah she she got me <laughs> let's put it that way she got me
0: <laughs> yeah she was like I'm gonna get him a, cu- a chocolate chip muffin I'm gonna take mm-hmm. him out for his birthday and mm-hmm. then she was like not like it's a bad thing, but she was like, "I'm gonna stick my fangs in this guy," and I'm and that not. Was it. But yeah. but to be honest, she knew what she wanted, and she didn't exactly. want to let you go. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was I was the blessed one in the situation. That's yeah, what isn't you, you that know. like and isn't that interesting? You look at it, and and I think you mentioned it earlier. And I've had this before in my life. You were like, "Why me?" I think you might have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- yeah. why why me? Like, what's so special about me? And it's that it's it's once again that thing where you're looking at at it from your eyes, mm-hmm. out, and then instead of you can't really look at it from her eyes looking in. Like what? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. What she sees, yeah. There's that disconnect, and and it's a tough thing to to come to terms with, you know, mm-hmm. realizing that you know people see your worth sometimes more than you see your. You own. see it yourself, exactly. Yeah. You know, I people in my life that are that are that are like that. They they keep self sabotaging in certain ways. I literally last night had a old friend of mine that was MIA for a while, and I knew something was up. And if you want to talk about the universe. I she just popped into my head, and I texted her, and she's going through some. Some stuff some addiction stuff mm-hmm. and she's like been trying been trying been trying and she's like I've, I've always wanted to reach out to you but i just haven't had the courage and i was like i don't know what it was you popped into my mind i needed to reach out to you and uh you know she just doesn't think she's worth it you know and i'm like you are like you have a you know you have a kid at home you know you have a family like you're worth it and and sometimes people need that because when i got clean i thought i was excuse my language like a worthless piece of shit. i didn't think mm-hmm. i had no self-esteem no confidence. And I had friends that wrote me letters to me when I, cause I went to rehab, wrote me letters to tell me like how courageous I was, how brave I was. And it took me a while before I could believe that about myself, but I needed that from the outside. You know, I needed people to tell me like that what they saw in me was more than what I saw in myself, you know, and it's obviously not the same situation with you, but it's when it boils down to it, it's the, it's the, it's the not seeing the worth that you have and having other people tell you, you know, or let you know, like, no, you're actually worth a lot more than, than you, than you believe. And you need to start believing it.
1: Yeah. 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 uh, I get that a lot. I have a, uh, one of Karina's friends, which is a great friend of mine. He, um, not gonna say his name, but he starts with with a J. Um, uh, you know why his name's Jerry, but he's a really, 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 really nice guy. He's, uh, um, uh, he's just, he says that I'm a motivation to people, and he's just such a mo. He's younger than I, I think. He's a little bit younger than I am, but he's a motivation to me as well. He he's one of the ones that I definitely um, tell just by just by being like me. He's that he's like we have this. We come from kind of the same walks, like same neighborhoods, and uh, you know the the he's kind of seen the same. Well, not kind of. He has seen the same negativity in life that I've seen, mm-hmm. and he tells me all the time. He's like, listen, man, you you put yourself down way too much. You're such a great person, such a strong person. You have so much in you that you just need to release. You need to just go outside and scream and let everybody hear you. Um, so yeah, I need to definitely I need to have another conversation with him. And
0: and yeah. uh, <laughs> it seems yeah, like I mean, it seems like you you as far as your circle, you want to have those people in your circle. You know, you always, as, always. You know, that's a,
1: that's that's the uh, that's the biggest thing I would say is always keep people around you that are always trying to better fighting to better yourself is just as much as you're fighting to to better them. You know what I mean?
0: I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like if someone's not adding value to your life, they don't need to be there. And it's not like you're at it's when I say that at first, I almost have to like uh, preface it by saying, you know, you're not just taking from them. You're not just saying, "Oh, like what?" If you can't give me anything, I don't need you in my life. But yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's a two way street. You know, mm-hmm. you I learned that. I learned that no?
1: kind of late growing up, but yeah. I definitely learned that that uh, you definitely have to keep good people around you so you can continue to be good. Yeah, if you and have you, bad people around you is well, you can go down the wrong streets really quick.
0: You know, and I'm and 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 I didn't I didn't want to assume, but it seems like you know you how you grew up. There was probably some of those negative people around, or the people that. Absolutely. Wanted to steer you in uh, the wrong direction. Yeah, you know? absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah, And it was my fault. It was a lot of it was my fault. I would always go into the wrong neighborhoods looking for fun when all the fun was in opposite, was the opposite yeah. direction, you know. Um, it was fun. I still had a lot of fun growing up, but it was a lot of things that was going on that I think I just should have stayed away from. Um, but now I do. And now I get called kind of like, oh, you're distant. And that. well, listen, at this point in this place in my life, I'm, um, I'm trying to do big things. So. Um, I have no problem coming around and hanging out, but when it's time to go, it's time to go. It's time for me to get back to, you
0: know. Yeah, I um, One thing I say a lot is you got to protect your energy. Yeah, and like absolutely. And and if somebody and I had that with a few friends that I grew up with, you know, and it's not even like they were steering me in the wrong direction, but you outgrow people. Yeah, you are yeah. grow apart from people. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know, it just is what it is sometimes. And you sometimes try to make it work. Then you find yourself in like compromising situations. You find yourself uh, energetically drained. You find yourself yeah. feeling negative because some people just aren't in the same space as you. They're not, you know, moving in the same direction as you. And it's tough because if you've known that person for your, a, a whole life or you grew up with them, you feel like you need to be tied to them. But yeah, like you said, sometimes it need, it's better from a distance. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, I feel like, yeah, I, I've had to shed a lot of dead weight. uh Yes, I,
1: yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, not in a bad way, but I mean, no. it is.
0: man, you when, got, it, when
1: you're in a place in your life and and it's it's heavy and you don't need to be carrying it because you're trying to do big and better things yeah. and move forward and, and and own and and you know, it's you, you don't need to carry extra weight
0: like that. No, man, and you have a yeah. family. You have yeah. like you know you have like you said you have big things you want to do. You have dreams, and if those things are going to be um more of an anchor than like a, a sale i don't know i just came up yeah no that. that makes perfect sense <laughs> no like then i mean i might have to write that down but um <laughs> but if you know if those people are going to be that and you can see that they keep doing that you know sometimes one thing is if it's a one-time thing yeah but if they keep showing you then that's their true self and that's that's well, their boy. true colors yeah. and no offense to them you know they have to go through what they're going through and deal with what they're going through but i can't be there for them like i can't be there because i need to. Be selfish in some ways and protect myself and my energy and with you you have also your family to worry about so you have to mm-hmm. you know keep them in mind you know
1: an old racer friend told me always pay yourself first no matter what uh no matter what it, it uh what situation is in always pay yourself first
0: yeah yeah and that does know, not be just money right no 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 yeah.
1: pay yourself first meaning like you 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 take care of yourself first if you have um <laughs> just like they say on the um uh, on an airplane When, when, if anything's happening, you always put the mask on yourself first and then take care. And it says about your own children. How can you take care of your children before you don't, you take care of yourself? You're not, you wouldn't be full. You wouldn't have any oxygen. So you can actually trying to take care of someone else. You can actually stop breathing and pass away from the lack of oxygen, lack of oxygen, because you decided to not put the mask on yourself first. Mask yourself first and then take care of the next thing.
0: It's Thanks funny you first. said that because I was just doing like a little presentation for something. And I was talking to uh teachers in schools about like a wellness program. And I'm like, you can't, like, you can't help your students mm-hmm. if you don't help yourself first. And I mm-hmm. use that analogy and it's so true. You can't pour from an empty cup. You know, people say that mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. you know, and it, uh, it can sound selfish, but it's not.
1: It's oh, actually man.
0: the most selfless thing that you can do is by pro- giving yourself the ability to to charge up and to be there and be present so that you can give yourself to other absolutely. people, whether it's your yeah. kids, your family, coworkers, whatever it is, you know, it's, you have to, yeah, I like that, you have to pay yourself first. You have to take yeah. care of yourself first because mm-hmm. without that, you have nothing to give.
1: Yep, you no, know, you have
0: absolutely nothing to give. And, and people, they misconstrue that. They, a lot of times they think that's selfish in, in certain ways. And I I try to tell them it's it's not selfish. It's something that you can do to help others, which is mm-hmm. being selfless, you know,
1: Yeah,
0: yep. I like that. Um, yeah, man, I, I I'm a, I was going to go somewhere. And then I, I, like you, like you said about the floating mind, I had a, <laughs> a few things that I wanted to, to touch on, but I, I, they, I lost them. They were like in one ear out the other, but, um, but yeah, like you were talking about your racer friend and stuff. And, and you mentioned to me earlier that, uh, that you're very much into like drag racing and yes. I'm, I'm assuming that's, is that legal? Or...
1: so the way i do it is legal um okay. there's tv shows i hear that showing the non-legal way to do it but they're doing it legally because they have you know film crew and um you know the ambulance around there, fire fire department all that stuff to take care of if anything happens and the roads are closed off but i don't do any of that um all the stuff that i do is on a track uh it is the track is insured you sign a waiver mm. i mean you crash and that's there's no insurance on your car, none of that stuff. So I trailer my car there. It's a street car, but so it's street legal. It has, you know, inspection. Um, It's old enough to not have to go to inspection through inspection, but it is a pretty rowdy car.
0: Um, So is that like uh, when you say drag racing on a track, are you just doing like a straightaway or are you doing like, yeah, it
1: seems so boring, but it's literally um, you could, you put, you, all right, so to kind of explain exactly what it is, you uh, you pull into like an area, which is like a water box, and, and again, it is just straight, so it's a straight 1,320 feet, um, doesn't seem far, but it's probably like two blocks.
0: That's a quarter mile, right?
1: Yeah, a quarter mile, and two, and, and two block in length, I mean, in Jersey, we do a lot of quarter mile, like more down south, they do a lot of eighth mile and stuff like that, to me, I feel like an eighth mile is not, it's not, it's fun, but it's a different type of fun and i haven't gotten to that yet so i'll explain more of that in a sec. Yeah, i have no um, idea
0: yeah I, no <laughs> idea. I knew a quarter mile from like i think fast and furious was a quarter mile right was mainly quarter mile yeah, yeah.
1: so it's just it, essentially it's the same thing like like fast and furious sometimes you would have a flagger sometimes you have something that we call a tree which has lights on it um you stage which is there's two two little lasers on the ground that are eight inches eight inches apart from each other so once you cut the second bulbs on basically it's it's time for you to go when we're done having a conversation. I'll show you a video of mine and stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, it's um, you build your car to try to take off from a complete stop as hard as possible and to get to the the as fast as you can to the uh to the bottom of that 1320 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call it that because being a race, about a quarter mile. So just imagine standing still, having, having a mechanism inside of your car that when you literally push a button it locks the car up between first gear and, and um, in reverse. And then you floor it, and then the car does, my car does all this popping and flames come out of it and all this other stuff. And then when you release the button, hold on, because I can do 60 feet in about 1.26 seconds. Um, it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you count to, if you literally just say one and I move 60 feet, that's a big jump.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I do that with one tire off the ground. Um, and then it takes me the fastest I've been so far is about an 880 at 155. So just just think about running from a dead stop at a stoplight, driving two blocks in 8.8 seconds, and getting it and starting when I'm starting to slow down doing 155 miles an hour, which is slow because those cars out here now that do it in five seconds at 300 miles an hour. But again, this is an, at an amateur level, and you know the type of car that I have. If I told you, that, if I explained the type of engine that I had in and it, what and what was causing it to make the amount of power that it makes. You would just be like, really junkyard? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, drag racing is it, to me is I'm a I'm a, a speed freak. I like to go fast, and I like uh, the adrenaline rush. I feel like um to be in, be out of control is me being in control. It's just something that I'm I'm a endorphin. I, I get high off endorphins. Mm-hmm. So when when I do that, I'm like nervous. I get to the point where like my heart's beating fast. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But as soon as I release that button, all that stuff disappears. All all the pain that I've been through in life, all the negative people that came out of me—it's like you don't see none of it. I just see like uh, like sparkles and and floaty clouds. <laughs> that's like that's how my brain works. It's so weird. It's like a, it's a, it's like eating a mushroom. It's weird. <laughs> it,
0: I mean, it's very fascinating that you do something like that, which to some people is like extreme. I mean, it can be extremely dangerous, and you have to. You know, it is. But then you're like. Bring it back to the beginning of this. You're like, I'm nervous to come on here, but you're you're gonna take yourself in a car, go 150 miles in like eight seconds. You know, yeah. It's yeah. it's so interesting how how our minds work and how like mm-hmm. we perceive things because I I wouldn't do that. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, I, you said one wheels off the ground. I, I mean, is it the one of the front wheels? Yeah, one of the front wheels. Yeah. I mean, it,
1: it, both of them would come up, but the way I have my suspension set up. Oh, okay. You want none of them to come up, but mine makes a little bit makes a little bit of torque, which is like. Um, taking like a long bar and like putting it on a small ratchet to try to take a bolt a small or or, or, a lock bolt apart um so it had the car makes a lot of torque so it'll pick one up and carry it and then drop it back down and then just boogies when I go through the gears
0: and then you have flames coming (laughs) out of the muffler or no well
1: no there's no muffler there's a there my car is turbo so it's a um just to kind of explain what it is so i have a, a two uh i'm sorry a 1984 um Ford Mustang, notchback, which is like, it doesn't have the hatch in the back. It has okay. a trunk. They call it the trunk cars. Um, stock style suspension. It has uh, the engine that's in it is It is a Ford car, but it has a GM engine in it. So it has a Chevy LS. It doesn't have the expensive LS1 or none of that stuff. It has a, a a 2005 Chevy Tahoe, which you see on the road all day long, engine in it. And all I did was put me, we'll just say four parts in it to make it stronger. So an oil pump, a camshaft, valve springs, and push rods. That's it. Um, did that and then bolted it into the car with like a, a subframe that, you know, everything bolts together. You yeah. just buy the stuff. It takes time. It costs some money, but it took me five years to build. But it was a project. Um, I put that in the car behind and behind that. There's a three speed transmission that has a trans brick in it, which I was explaining how I can release a button to make mm-hmm. the car take off. Yeah. Um, and then surrounding that is full 10 point roll cage, which is NHRA certified. Um, so if I hit a wall, I'm protected by a cage, I have a window net that keeps me in there. And I'm a safety freak because I have four children. So <laughs> I drive around, I, I use uh, ethanol, which is corn as a yeah. fuel. I don't know if you ever heard of E85. Yeah. I get it from the pump. It's like three bucks. It's not even that serious. Um, most racers use like $11 a gallon fuel. I don't, I don't have time for that. i got babies. Um, and, uh, want for myself, I use a. Uh, I think it's a five layer race suit. Um, I used to use a a neck pad, but then I realized that the neck pad has nothing, it does nothing for you, but help you hold the weight of your helmet up, which I don't need that, I'm strong enough for that, but I I wear a Hans device, Um, so basically what that does is it connects my shoulders, it connects my head to my shoulders, so if anything ever happened, the weight of a helmet can pull my neck away from my head, so I wear something to keep my neck, my head on my shoulders. with that being said, I mean that's about it. The car does have a parachute on it, it has race brakes all the way around it, and it has a huge 85 millimeter turbo on it. So that's
0: what makes it power. Wait, so so you only you just you just only bring this out when you go racing, right? You're not like no, I drive it on a street. Wait, but it has like but you said it has a the net and stuff.
1: That's fine. I don't wear it. Well, the net, you just put the net up when you're okay. the race, but the roll cage. The door gotta, opens, right?
0: You don't like. Oh, coffee. 100%.
1: No, no. Yeah. yeah. It's a regular. It looks like a regular car, but okay. if you look through the windows, you'll see like bars and all that stuff in there. But like, if you open my door, uh passenger and driver, um, there's a bar that goes across the door. So you, you can't mm. just get in it like a normal car. And I didn't put swing outdoors because that's, to me, that's unsafe. Um, you, you have to slide over a bar and then slide into a seat, which is like aluminum thin. My seat is maybe like a half an inch thick, super thin. Um, but it's extremely strong. Um, and I mean, you get in, I get in that thing sometimes and I'll just click it in gear, let it idle up and click it in gear and drive it to work sometimes. I just, you know, it feels good to drive around. It made uh, an 800 horsepower on a Dyna, but it's it's made over, not about we'll just say around 950 in the quarter mile at one time.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, you got to send me a picture <laughs> of that. I got to check this out. I'm trying to picture yeah. it in my head. That's pretty, I mean, that's nothing that I would ever do, but like, it sounds I mean, you put a lot of time and effort into it, it sounds and like. And I, I built this thing
1: on four jack stands in front of it. Before we bought our home, it was four jack stands on a drive in, in front of a lady's house across the street from my house that I rented. I rented her her garage, and she gave me one spot in front. I built it on four jack stands outside. So that's, you know.
0: And you said it took you five years?
1: About five years. I mean, I, I kind of, like, stopped because it, in the beginning of that, um, Karina was pregnant with our, um, our first son, Terrence, TJ. Um and uh so i just was at that point i was just collecting parts and then i yeah. took it and then from the, would we'll you say it sat for a year got it in 2016 16 it sat for a year um then i sent it out to get the chassis done because i'm not going to do that that's safety stuff and it has to be certified well in yeah. a certain way so it sat there for about nine months and then when i got it back again that that uh that nervousness set in because now i actually have a race car i have like a chassis in it and i started looking at it i was like i think this car is too small i think this car is not going to work i don't know you know, I started doubting myself. Yeah. And then, um, and the reason why that was happening is because I was watching a show um, that would, that the people would just, they just had an abundance of money. They can do whatever they want to do. So I would keep making changes. They would keep making changes. And I was like, well, I need to make changes. And I was like, you know what? I'm cutting the show off. I'm not watching the show. I went to Oklahoma. I watched what people do and I seen how dangerous they race. And I was like, I'm good. So I went home and <laughs> in, in, in a year, I had the car like just about a car. Like it was like on the ground rolling. I could start it. Um, and then that wiring situation came up where I had to rewire just about everything. And again, it stopped me again. And then my brother came over and, and gave me that little kick and got it done. Next thing you know, a week, I think January, July of last year was the first time I took it to the track. And it the first pass, it ran 11. And then we'll just say first pass was Pass one and ran an 11-1, I think, and then 19 passes after that. The car has 20 passes in total on it. It went from 11 to an 8. It takes people 25 years, sometimes, just to run a 9. And I did that in the first day. The third pass on the car ran a 9.80. So that shows kind of like, you know, the way my brain works and how I should I should not doubt myself because yeah. I, I kind of, I always, um, my brother told me this the other day. He's like, you always, you always say that, you you didn't do it good enough but you over over exceeded people by years that makes sense
0: yeah wait so you you take it for the first pass and that's like the first drive
1: first and first time on a track well it, and, it drove on the street just yeah but i mean brakes like your, all that, but.
0: the first like quarter mile yeah got like an 11 one and then you go home and you're like this is what i need. like in your mind you have things that you want to tweak to kind of make it go faster no not no? that no so the just first like time drive it. That's how
1: you drive it's 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 a, the amount of air pressure that you have to put into the engine because it's turbo. So you have to, you know, it's called boost. Um, so the first time I took it to the track first pass, I ran it on what they call wastegate, which is like just the engine turns the turbo, but whatever it makes, I think it makes like six pounds, like 400 horsepower or something like that. Um, I took that and raced it and it. Like I said, I ran 11 Then I went around again and put five pounds of five pounds extra of boost on it. Actually, no, I left it. I didn't put any more boost on it and took it down and it ran a 10 one. So it went one second faster just by leaving off the button before I left mm. off the brake. Then the next one, I put 10 pounds on it and I ramped in 10 pounds, meaning it the 10 pounds came in slow yeah. and it went a 980. And I'm not saying anything negative like about my dad or anything like that. But my dad has like maybe a hundred thousand dollar car and it took him about. 20 years to run a 960 and I ran a 980 the first day in three passes and then came around again uh you know came back to the track again and ran a 960 on my fourth pass That's so it's kind of you know it's
0: well yeah I mean it, it goes to show that I mean it's not always all about the most expensive parts or like not at all huh? yeah. it's it's I mean it's obviously how you put it together but also how you drive it I'm assuming yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it's pretty simple. You, you let go of a button and once it reaches a certain RPM number, you just click a shifter forward. It's 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 really boring. Like if you watch it, you'll be like, why do you do this? A lot of people say that, like, why do you do this? I'm like, let me sit you in the car and let you see what it feels yeah, like. So can
0: people, So can, I mean, is it safe? Can people sit in the passenger seat for a drive or no? Not, so not- I think,
1: I think the, the fastest you can go with a person in the passenger seat is a 12 but the good thing about my car is, is i could take off with full power with you and let you feel it and then let out and slow down because that's, the, like, hard-
0: like the, that's first, the hardest like the hardest like the first second or two you could just
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so but i think I, i'm not i think uh the only place you could do that is is like maryland or virginia or something like that they'll let you do that um but um like has yeah, Karina no, ever been
0: sure. in the passenger seat when you did it? She's not?
1: been, she's been on the highway and I've only, you know, I won't take her too fast because again, we, but both of us in the car on the highway doing, you know, high speeds. I mean, I've taken her like, I think we'll just say hundred miles an hour, okay. you know, it does it really fast. Um, So I've, I've done that to her and she'll like curl up in the passenger seat, She but the seat's so low so she can't see out. So she doesn't really know what's going on. She just feels she hears the noise and it's so the noise is so scary i don't know if you heard a turbo car before but it sounds like a big it sounds like a turbo i mean not a turbo i'm sorry it sounds like a, a jet engine yeah on, on an engine it's weird so um but she she likes it she she uh she it's not for her it's not her type of thing she doesn't understand why i do it anyway but she supports me 100 just like you know i support i'm learning to be um more supportive in the things that she does because to me i have the same issue i'm like why are you doing that but I get it you know so yeah
0: and that's and that's funny that's it's, uh, it's an unintentional, not a segue but into something else that I wanted to talk about and it kind of goes back to relationship stuff is like mm-hmm. you know you guys both come into this relationship with you know hobbies passions with yeah. you know things that you know make you happy and when you come together you know she looks at you and she's like why does how does that make you happy like what mm-hmm. and then you look at her and you're like and then you have to be able to not lose yourselves in the relationship yeah. and, and always,
1: can, always keep them, keep your, uh, your hobbies, make sure you always keep and share hobbies regardless if you like it or not, because you don't, yeah. you have to support the other person. If you don't support the other person, you're not, you won't, you, you'll lose that person. Yeah. You, you married that, or we'll just say you're in a relationship where you've married that person. If you, if you, uh, take those things away from that person, you're taking the part of that person that you fell in love with away. And that's, that's, that's really wrong.
0: Yeah. So there's, I mean, so when you guys first, got married and and started to learn more about each other were there things that she was kind of or you to her that you were like i don't know if you should do this were there like those moments where you guys or at least talked about it like i don't know if you should do this like in my head if you're racing like that and you have kids she's like i don't know if you should be doing this
1: (laughs) yeah well when we first got together so i actually didn't have a car um i've always told her that i wanted to build one and Mm -hmm. and i um I would always go to like the racetrack and stuff. So she would see other people doing it and she knew that I loved doing it, but she, and until the moment that she actually saw me purchase something and start putting something together and seeing seeing that it was turning into what we were going to see other people do. She started getting a little nervous. She actually put a, a half million dollar insurance on me as soon as I finished my cards. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so when we first got together, um, her thing was, uh, traveling a lot. And then, you know, I didn't travel that much. I, I've been, I never left the country until I got with Karina. Um, I was, I was always taught that the United States is pretty big. So I'd just stay here. You know, my dad never really traveled. He went from um, New Jersey to Virginia, to Georgia, then back up. You know, he'd really go no further than that. That was, that was, he was happy with that. Um, you know, he'd go up to uh, um, Niagara Falls and stay in New Jersey. I'll be mean, staying in New York. And I'm like, He's like yeah the new, the new york one's the the nicer one i'm like yeah but you, you got to see it from the other side you gotta, you yeah. gotta leave the yeah. <laughs> you gotta leave the country see yeah. it. um so yeah her thing was traveling and stuff like that and uh i was big on um saving money uh because i wanted to purchase a home that was like the thing we get all right we're getting married i want to purchase our, we have kids we have um we have things that we want to do i i need a garage um i don't want to just be married and being in a, an apartment um it's not that's not that's not what i want so i, I kind of like told her like we're gonna have to stop with this and you know with traveling and stuff like that as much and we could do it a little bit later um but that didn't work you know she she uh she fought me and we 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 went some places and <clears throat> excuse me we've had some fun um <clears throat> excuse me uh let's see what else did i take or attempt to because i was wrong um i think it's about it i didn't really do too much um we we never really like we would go out and have fun with each other we never really like went anywhere by ourselves oh she never i never stopped her from going traveling even if she wanted to go by herself with her girlfriends <clears throat> when you um when you have friends that are good friends you need to continue to stay around those people and as long as those you can trust those people to know like you know uh, she's married. The lifestyle, the traveling style, is different now. It's yeah. it's you go to enjoy the place, not anything else. Yeah. Um. You know that 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 stuff is completely. I'm a hundred percent okay with that. So we did that on both sides. Um, let me see. I had one, another one. Oh, so I used to roller skate a lot. Um, I stopped doing that because of, I guess, the people that I was around. Those were the toxic people um it's nothing not all of them were toxic but some of them were um and it was like a a, a a tight community so everyone knew each other everyone knew everyone knew each other's business um so I had to step away from that for a little while I kind of gained some weight by not doing it but um like I used to travel with it from like here to Virginia South Carolina Georgia uh, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Roll Bounce
0: I was—I was just thinking of ATL. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah, ATL. Yeah. So I've skated at that rank and all that stuff. Oh wow! All those, yeah, all those people that you see there—the um, people that skated in roll bounce, the actual, not the actors, but the actual feet of the actors, yeah. because you know how they put. Yeah, yeah. So I know those people that did mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, I actually have true skater actually tattooed on my arm. That's how much I was into it. But I had to lay back, lay away from it for a little while, and and, uh, and realize that um, I need to focus on relationship and family and stuff mm-hmm. like this so it's you know i mean she didn't no one took that away from me plus the the skating rinks were closing down just like right now the drag trips are closing down so i have to travel and then we bought a home um we moved away it's, it's an hour to go skating and then i just recently i, I would say t- a week and a half ago i just found something nearby and one of my buddies he moved out this way um probably 30 minutes away from me and the skating ring's 30 minutes away from me and it's completely new and completely fresh and just <clears throat> just um no there's no toxicity because I don't know. We know no one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we just started doing it again, actually, which feels pretty good. I'm pretty sore from it. Probably still to this day.
0: Is that, um, is that a, so you have like a, a, probably a fancy set of roller skates then No, like a nice pair.
1: Yeah. My, um, I don't have it, the inline. I have a uh, quad skates. So my skates are, if I had to put a dollar on them, they're worth about 1200 bucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I used to, so growing up where I did, we had this place called um, Skater's World and I remember having parties there. I remember doing like, there was like, you would be skating around, they'd have like four corners, they'd have limbo, you know, and I remember I went back there a few years ago, I think I mentioned it to you before, I tried to get on the skates and I was like almost like a deer because I was never like <laughs> like a baby deer. I was never like that good, but yeah, I I, I, I want to get into it more, but obviously it's closed now and I would, I would be interested in doing, I guess, street, not street skating, but like skating in my like driveway or like a parking mm-hmm. lot like a mm-hmm. nice paved one just to kind of i mean do you do outdoors or is this only indoors so
1: uh right now it's only indoor but <clears throat> i'm actually thinking of uh purchasing instead of like maybe three wheel or even four wheel uh taller wheel skates to do outdoors because i mean we'll just say speed skates yeah because in high school weirdly as you said we both look different um you would never expect but i yeah. actually used to be a skater yeah. um i told my brother the other day i was like i used to have I had nine piercings on my face at one time um I used to wear Jenkos and chokers and we I was just I was just different <laughs> I was just different I, I would you know ride my skateboard to, to to school and um you know got out of the skateboarding and then we'd get into like a, aggressive roller skating and stuff like that so I would be that kid that's like sliding down a pole like doing the unity down the pole and stuff and they're like what is he doing on I told you I like speed and I like I like doing I like just having fun anything with yeah. wheels on it or anything yeah. that, that my body gets to move fast, I enjoy it, you
0: know so but yeah. um no i i i i and I enjoy hearing that because I mean i <laughs> i um my wheels nowadays are just a road bike, but I want to get back into the roller skating, you know i I, I always. Rollerblading though for me is I don't think I could roll. I I've I've been, I'm scared to get on rollerblades. I no, nah,
1: it's a lot easier, a whole lot easier. If you get yeah. a get a good set of rollerblades and find you a nice smooth street and just coast. Just go yeah. just one leg, just back and forth. Put some put your airpods in or whatever headphones you have, listen to some good music and just coast. It'll be just like riding a bike. And the, your,
0: and, and the brakes are on the roller skate, on the rollerblades. Do you have the front brakes or no?
1: Uh no. So I think on rollerblades back the fact that you haven't done it in a while you might be like a deer on them go ahead and get some with rear brakes i don't need brakes because i i slide to stop yeah um so there's ways that you can put pressure on the wheels by like turning your ankles in to okay. slow down or you can like on the um uh the skates that i have uh that i use on the, when we skate on wood um there's no front brakes no rear brakes nothing like that it's, it's literally like i you, you ever see a hockey player how they'll, they'll do a yeah. hockey slide and all the, yeah. the ice so i stop that way oh uh, okay Yeah. So, but it's, you gotta, you gotta do it for a while to get that. Yeah. You you have to get, you have
0: to get used to, you have to get comfortable. You have to be comfortable with yourself on the skates. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, that's one thing I want to start incorporating because I, I recently, when I moved back up here, I got a a road bike. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, a gears, obviously because where I live, there's a lot of Hills. And I went with my friend and it was a totally different experience and going down some of the Hills, I would be riding my brake because he would go down and he's like, he get to a speed, maybe like 30, 35 miles an hour, 40. Mm-hmm. And he's like, once I get to that speed, I can't touch my brakes. It's like, I, I Oh yeah. Especially with those thin tires. Yeah. 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 And for me, I would like coast, I'll go at 20 miles, maybe a little bit more, but, and you're, and you're going through turns and I'm just mm-hmm. like a little nervous because I, it, you almost feel like you're out of, you don't have control. You have yeah. some control, but you're on a road, there could be cars i mean they're mostly country roads so it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty uh empty but yeah i i'm still getting used to that like that's when i get most nervous is when i'm like mm-hmm. going down a hill and i'm and and it's a steep hill and it's like turns and i just don't know what's next because some of the roads are new um but i did it you know and i've did it a bunch of times and and i'm ready to do it again this summer i have to get my bike tuned up and i'm excited but yeah brother it's just a it's just another thing to to add to you know my life as far as you know what i want to try and what i want to like get (laughs) into you know and it's it's about getting over that that fear and that that hump because Mm -hmm. um even this summer i uh i went i found this spot upstate uh a cliff jumping spot and um a few like a bunch of years ago i i was gonna cliff jump in lake george i think no lake placid and i was scared and i uh (laughs) i actually had to walk down and i just felt like total crap for like so long and then when i traveled to uh I was in Southeast Asia. I was in Bali, and um, oh, nice. I yeah, I did a yoga training, and then I traveled, and I met a kid, and he was like, "Hey, you want to go cliff jumping?" And my bravado and like machismo was like, "Yeah, let's go cliff jumping." And in my head, I'm like scared as <laughs> shit. It's
1: like, uh oh.
0: And then I was <laughs> what like, "What got myself into?" Exactly. And we found one, and it was probably one of the worst ones to start with because of where we were the people at the top, like you have to pay like five bucks, you know, because it's at like a bar, local bar and like the locals, they want to make money off tourists. I get it. They literally tell you when you have to jump because waves can come in towards the shore and then they could also come in towards the mountain or the cliff. Okay. So if you get it at the wrong moment, the waves can crash you into the, and I was like, great. So I have a video of it and it literally, you see me at the edge and the guy's like, go. And like, I hesitate for a second. And he's like, go. And I'm like, F it. And I just like, let it loose. And like, after I did it, it was off to the races. Like I, I, I love it. Like this summer mm-hmm. I went to this spot, maybe like five, six times. There's a 30 foot, there's a 45 foot. Nice. I did the 45 and then there's a 70. And I was like, I can't like, there's like a, a plat, like a, it's a quarry. So there's like, um, oh, no. uh, like a flat surface for like 20 feet where you could run and just jump out. And I've seen people do it. And I'm just like, no, nah, like I'll Not stick, ready yet. Yeah, I'll stick <laughs> to the 45. Because the thing with that is what you have to do is just run out and not look down. Because once you look down, it's, it's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's this
1: there's, it. there's one in Hunter, isn't
0: it? I think there's one. Um
1: on the side yeah. of a mountain or something like that, you gotta like park that, and then go. Between.
0: That's um that's um uh yes. Why am I losing um Fawns Leap, I think. Okay. Or something like that. Fawns something. But funny story is my friend lives up there and he said because it's become so um commercialized, like Barstool Sports I don't know if you know heard of them they they're I don't know they put it on Instagram or Facebook or something it blew up and because of the pandemic and people can't go places they're gonna they traveled there they were parking on the side of the road cars were getting towed because they were like blocking it and it got trashed a little bit because people just don't know how to treat things nicely and keep them you know that's why like the spot that I go to secret like you can't even find it on a map my friend told me about it and he had to give me directions like you have to go through the woods you have to go over this you have to go find see this tree and make a right go through and it's not easy to get to and um okay it's also private property but uh that's besides the point um <laughs> but uh Won't but um, bring it up again <laughs> yeah but um but yeah like it's doing that it just it freed me because i was holding my it was just something that i wanted to do and i just was like allowing myself to not experience life because i was scared
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, And like, it, it's yeah. something that simple can actually make you ch- change your whole inside just on,
0: on life itself. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's a microcosm for <clears throat> things and I just kn- needed know that I needed to just take that leap, obviously like no pun intended. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting like a tattoo of like a, like in, in, when I was in Bali, like a tattoo of like a, a guy jumping off a cliff because I just, it, for me it was like a, a life changing experience because it wasn't just the cliff. It was, yeah. you know, facing yeah. that fear and just like literally going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big believer in, you know, you see an obstacle, you see fears, you should go try to go through it because there's no way around it. There's no shortcuts. No. Yeah. No, no.
1: You, actually around is it, actually longer.
0: Yeah, it's longer and it's less rewarding and it won't really do <laughs> anything, you know. It won't, it won't help you yeah. grow. It'll just it'll mask things and it'll it'll give you a false sense of accomplishment. So I'm a big believer and yeah, you got to go right through it and and mm-hmm. you know, you may fall, you may stumble, but if you have your eyes on the prize and you have that motivation, you'll make it. It might take some yeah. time, yeah, and it yeah. might be painful. It might, might, might you know struggle. You might suffer a little bit, but through that pain and suffering, you'll you'll find what you're looking for. You know, and you're actually be paying yourself going through it's, it first. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and and, yeah. and that's for what, you to help the next. Exactly, and that's what I and that's what I try to do. Like when I speak on podcasts and I speak in general, it's just it's my lived experiences, and it's not might not be your experiences, yeah. but Sometimes you can find little nuggets in there that you can use for yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, exactly relatable, but a lot of, a lot of things that people go through, sometimes the actual experience they go through isn't relatable, but the feelings and the emotions attached to it are something that you can, that you can relate to. And instead of focusing so much on the messenger, sometimes focus on the message. Exactly. I got caught up in trying to like, especially in like early recovery, some people didn't look like me. They didn't do the things that I did. I didn't do the things they did. So I disqualified myself and that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous yeah, yeah, you can do that. path yeah. because you might just say, oh, I'm not like them. So I'm not, I, I, I didn't have it. You know, I don't have it as bad as them. I'm different. And yeah. a lot of times, at least with addiction, you're not unique. Like people do different things and people, you know, get into certain situations. But at the end of the day, it's why you did the things you did, you know, what caused you to do them, you know, The emotions, the feelings, the you know, it could be abandonment issues. It could be self-esteem issues. It could be, you know, low self-worth issues. You have to focus on that.
1: At at Um, that point, you're just human and everyone around you is human. Everyone has different issues and you guys need to work together.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's a a big thing because we can disqualify ourselves even in normal life. You know, you see somebody that doesn't look like you. You see somebody that, you know, is from a different neighborhood. And yes, they have different experiences, but it doesn't mean you can't learn from them and they can't learn from you. I feel like that's what we do a lot of times nowadays people are so divisive that you know they think that there's so many things that that uh that that divide us and uh, to be honest there's a lot more that it sounds corny but there's a lot more things that we have in common it's just we yeah. never get to that point we're so surface level
1: exactly you only look at what's on the outside but the inside is what really counts yeah and like a so lot of that is
0: as simple as that yeah and if yeah. you talk to people they want to live a lot of people want to live a happy life they want to have a family they want their kids and their family to be healthy they want people to you know to progress and to have a good life but you know above all that stuff on the surface there's all these other things that we have been conditioned to to focus on
1: mm-hmm. that
0: just keep us in our own little tribes our own little corners you know yeah, yeah. and i mean instead of sharing yeah it's yeah. It's, a, it's 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 frustrating because when you know what what is out there when you know, like what we're capable of as, as a the human collective, as, as a group of humans, as a society. And we choose, I don't want to always choose, but we are coerced, coerced. Yeah, that makes sense we that. are, yeah. or we are convinced that, you know, you have to live a, a certain way and it's us versus them or, you know, you versus me, we're not going to get anywhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was, I was,
1: I could admit I was that type person at one time. I was always against the world. It was me against the world and, and come to come to realize that it was me against me the whole time.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, not to put words in your mouth at all, but that also could have been a condition of your environment. I don't know. You know, you could. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, you yeah. grow up with through your experiences and you see the world a certain way and you just thought like, that's how I have to go through life. Yeah. And that was you then that's not, you now. it's not me now. Yeah, you know, 100%. And, yeah. And that's, and that's another thing too. I, I, I just, one or two more things, but I, I, I'm not a, people are not, you know uh they're constantly evolving so people like you terrence uh 10 years ago is not the terrence today you know, terrence, no terrence a year ago is probably not the terrence today yeah you know? not at all yeah and as i don't know as a society a lot of times we'll judge you um you 10 years ago you know and not yeah. look at yeah. the growth that you did like humans are constantly evolving so if someone did something you know 10 years ago five years ago that wasn't quote unquote correct or nice or if that's not you anymore, then, then you've grown. And we don't, exactly. yeah. I don't feel like we don't celebrate that as much. I mean, I'm thinking about like people in the public eye, but we are quick to tear people down from their, from their past,
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: And if they continue to do what they, they, they've done, then yeah, maybe they're a crappy person and maybe- They're maybe, still that
1: person, but if they change changed completely and you can see there's a genuine change, then- You know? They've changed, yeah. <laughs> they've grown, yeah. And, and that's yeah. something to be celebrated,
0: I, I, me, 13 14 years ago when I was actively using I wasn't the same person I wasn't a quote-unquote bad person I feel like I was just lost and I was making bad decisions because I just didn't know who I was and I was You know, I was I was acting off emotions and impulses and I just didn't know You know, I didn't know anybody. I was making bad choices. I wasn't a bad person I was a good person that just made bad decision after bad decision,
1: you know,
0: and that is not me today I mean, I won't today look at me. I'm
1: on your show Yeah,
0: (laughs) but the thing is like, you know, it's it's just I don't know we have to constantly understand that we are evolving and yeah, and absolutely. to to try to you know meet people with kindness and compassion and love as much as possible you know yeah. if they show you that they aren't willingly willing try to change then okay then that's who they are but to not enter that space with you know understanding you know you can miss a message yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah 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 absolutely cuz we judge Agreed. it's human condition it's human it's a human reaction we judge instantly yeah. you know but we have to be able to look past that you know yeah yeah um but so before we go i don't know if I hope karina didn't tell you what i do at the end of my show i hope she didn't tell you did she, she didn't tell me anything okay either. good because i wanted this to be like <laughs> i wanted this to be super authentic um and i'm glad you didn't like listen to any of them or do anything I, i'm glad we came into this like almost completely blind um but at the end of my show, I always ask the person to tell me something that they are grateful for. It can be something small, big. It could be something that happened today, this week, this month, but just something that recently that you've like come to terms with that you are are grateful for in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick something, one thing or two things, whatever. Well, if trying. I had to pick
1: something or some things to be grateful for, I'm just gonna say, to be honest with you, I'm grateful for the way um, I'm I have learned to be grateful for the way my life has gone and um, where I stand today and where I stand in the future. Um, not knowing, but knowing that I'm growing. Um, I'm grateful for the negative, the, the wrongdoing, the, the, the nervous having father, the loving, having mother, the, the straightforward churchy grandma, (laughs) the wife that, um, that, uh, that changed my life. Um, and I know it's a lot, but I, I'm just getting to the point now where I'm just, uh, I've learned to just be grateful for it. every moment, every second. I'm grateful for meeting you, grateful for having this conversation. I'm just, yeah. I'm just grateful. But does that make sense? Like there's, I can't, there's no one thing that I could say I'm grateful for but I'm just, no, I'm, I'm grateful for the whole, the, the path that I was given, the path that I was, uh, um, the, the choices that i made everything made me gave me the, the 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 opportunity to be here in this moment and being here is what i'm grateful for as well you know what no,
0: i mean so I, I 100% it's funny interesting i uh i um i did a an instagram post like not too long ago and i said life is a series of moments
1: yeah and it's yeah.
0: in those moments there's good moments there's not so good moments and you can't be the type of person to just say oh i'm going to cherry pick the good moments and, and yeah, leave the negative yeah. moments because exactly. they all played a part in it as well you mm-hmm. know and like you said you know you had a path there's probably multiple paths you could have went down depending on the choices you made
1: yeah you absolutely. made
0: certain choices to afford yourself to be where you are right now and that has a lot to do with you know your loving mother your your uh you know your your stern grandmother you know your, the way <laughs> yeah. your father raised you and, and and even if you don't agree with all of it it still played a part in who yeah. you are today and who yeah. you don't want to be today, you yeah. know. So I can I can completely attest to that. And yeah. I, I mean, if I ask you the question, I have to ask myself this question. And I always tell people, the listeners, that I don't have anything pre pre recorded or I don't have any like thing written down. Yeah, I want yeah. to be all, as authentic as possible as well. And just thinking about it today, or just thinking about it in this moment, I am I am extremely grateful for my ability to um, not uh allows people's opinions or people's you know uh past experiences affect what i want to do so okay. yeah, there's sure. certain things yeah. there's certain things that i want to pursue like we didn't get into it at all but i'm thinking about buying uh, an rv and okay, yeah. um you know you mentioned like traveling and you also mentioned traveling america and because i haven't been i'm a huge traveler i I mean, since 2017, I've traveled every year, multiple places and outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And being here now and, you know, the pandemic, it's been obviously tougher. So why not take advantage of traveling? Oh, we, I have, have, yeah. we have so much stuff. Like I, there's so many places that I want to go. And this idea that, you know, buying an RV, a used RV and just kind of like saying effort it and just like taking road trips and going places and kind of not uprooting key, yourself. Go. Yeah, just yeah. not uprooting yourself, but just kind of not living the... I don't know, quote unquote, normal life. I don't know, just like not living what other people's definition of life is.
1: Yeah, You
0: know, something that, you know, I want to do and I want to experience. And I hear the chatter from other people. I hear the chatter from like the voices within me that come from other people, but Mm -hmm. I'm not listening to it. And I would have listened to that when I was younger because I would have thought that what they say is what I should do because I didn't trust myself. Maybe, maybe actually what I'm also grateful for is the ability to trust myself. Yeah, trust my intuition to trust my gut because it's never failed me when I really truly listened, you know. And that goes back to you know, God, higher power, it's all within us, yeah, you know. And trusting your heart and trusting you know how you feel when you are able to do that, it won't steer you wrong. So, yeah, maybe today I'm grateful for not listening to other people's opinions and also trusting myself and my heart because I know that it'll put me in the best place possible. But I have to wholeheartedly trust it so yeah yeah
1: you yeah, yeah. just gotta take that jump
0: yeah you gotta take that <laughs> yeah take the jump you know and just kind of say this is what i'm gonna do and if it works out it works out if it doesn't then you have a story to tell exactly know? exactly yep. we won't know until we actually try and and i that's with everything in life so and look you wouldn't have known you wouldn't have known that you would have been able to do this if you didn't try it either so look exactly at that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah that wasn't too bad right no no no. no, oh, I'm yeah. actually pretty relaxed now. Nah, we can yeah, we, we can keep it, going. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so interesting how we build stuff up in our minds. Yeah, so like, yeah. It's like I don't know, how we can create a mountain out of a molehill and think, you know, something cre- like something bad's going to happen when it's just not. And then you get through it and you're like damn, I could do this again. Look at you. Like tomorrow, the next day, you're going to come out with your own podcast on like on like cars and racing. I should. I
1: know Korean tells me I should do that all the time. She's like, you should just have people come on there and talk about things, um, share things and just, um, you know, just there's, there's a world of people that want to know a quarter of the stuff that you know and you're willing to share it. So just, man, just
0: I'm telling do you, it. <laughs> one thing that I learned in in recovery, but I use it like throughout life is you can't keep it unless you give it away. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. you just, you know, and not saying you have to like give everything away just to like be fulfilled, but you know, if you got the knowledge, man, you gotta give it to people. I, yeah, I mean, sure I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, I'm That's gonna cool. probably come pick your brain for a few things if I get this RV. So hey man, we can I'll meet up with you. We I'll take it to the track, everything we can do everything. I, I, I might have to, <laughs> I mean, if I do buy it, I'm going to look at it. Um so today's Sunday. I'm gonna this is gonna be posted tomorrow, but I'm going to look at the, the RV today. So okay. if it all works out, I might have to drive it down to Jersey and you know have you have you pop the hood and take a look at it. I'll
1: take care of you, no problem at all.
0: Hi man. So yeah, I appreciate it, man. I I I really enjoyed this. Um yeah, me as well. Yeah, I have as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Too. Yeah, and maybe I, I was like I was telling you before, maybe this summer, you know, we could all of us could uh could meet up either in the Catskills or in Jersey somewhere. Yeah, it would be nice to take yeah, on a nice hike or something yeah, like that. That'd be nice. Sure. Yeah. And you got to show
1: me that, that jump spot. Cause I'm ready to jump. Uh,
0: well, I'll, I like I'll doing that you. as well. I'll, I'll take you, I'll take yeah. you this summer, but I, I, I won't, now that I know you and I trust you, I can give you the, the information cause I, I know you would keep it a secret, but yeah, I'll take you for sure. Okay. Appreciate it. All right, brother.
1: All right, man. Good talking to you. Right. Great to have me. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I was super excited to be on this thing, but, uh, but I appreciate you taking your time to, to have me on your show and, uh, and uh, let me, you know, pick my brain, ask me yeah. questions, and, and share and stuff. So
0: yeah, feeling good. My yeah, for sure. I I I appreciate it. But uh, but yeah, man, you have a you have a good rest of your day, and uh, let's chat soon. We'll do. Talk to Bye, you. Right. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time, dedicating space and energy in your life to listen to this podcast. I know I may sound like a broken record, and I know I may sound like a broken record saying that I sound like a broken record. But it is so true. I am so grateful and so thankful that you take time out of your day, your busy day, to listen to this podcast. But at the same time, I always want you to thank yourself for allowing yourself to dedicate time, space, and energy to do this and to do whatever it is that may fill your heart with love and that you're passionate about and that you can use to help you grow and evolve. That is truly, absolutely amazing. And I'd like to give another big thanks to Terrence Daves for dedicating his time today to talk about so many different things from relationships to cars to life to growing up, whatever it was, truly, truly grateful for his presence today in this podcast. So thank you again, Terrence. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when a new episode comes out. And if you ever wanna provide me feedback, you know, have a conversation, whatever it may be. I always welcome that, you know, open line of communication between me and you. So don't hesitate. Reach out if you want to via email, kylethegrateful at gmail.com. You can go through Instagram and DM me at kylethegrateful. Or if you just want to check out some recipes or read some of my blog posts, you can go to my website, www.kylethegrateful.com. Have an amazing day, everybody. Have an amazing night. And always remember to be grateful no matter what.